of our 50 Reasons to Visit Ireland. My name is Caitlin, and I spent a semester in Ireland. And my name is Joe, and I spent the first 22 years of my life in Ireland, and we both currently work at Crystal Travel and Tours in Boston. We're breaking down many things that make Ireland such a spectacular destination. We always say it's an overused phrase, but there really is something for everyone out there, and we intend to prove that. We have various themes we'll focus on, and within those themes, we'll count up from 1 all the way to 50. Our current theme is scenery, and today, reason 4 is the Ring of Kerry. Woo! Yeah. Cue the, the confetti, party balloons. We just, it's not in the budget yet to get the, <laughs> the kind of the confetti cannon, but... Maybe episode, like, 10. Maybe by then. Yeah, when we get there. I think there, we'll aim we for have, that, right? Yeah, we'll... <laughs> So I, speaking of my my little laughs here and there, I had a giggle to myself as I was researching a little bit of the Ring of Kerry uh, because I came across a term that still makes me laugh. And I turned over. I So so Joe and I work in the same office and I, I turned the same room and I turned over my shoulder and I said, Joe, have you heard of the term McGillicuddy? She didn't think it was real. I was like, um, yeah, what's, what's wrong with well, that? Well, because at least in America, when you're growing up, people are like, hey, you silly McGillicuddy. Or maybe that's just my household. I don't Probably know. small maybe, pocket of Ohio. Maybe, that that that's, just, maybe that's just growing up Caitlin for that matter. But I just thought McGillicuddy was like the silliest term. She still does. I, I do. Obviously, I'm talking about it now. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about it later. Uh, so that's a little little teaser for you. But it comes up a few times. What I, is a McGillicuddy? That's the real Well, question. McGillicuddy reeks is what it refers to. Oh, really? Yes. I was actually asking, what is a McGillicuddy to you? Oh. Why, why do you call it? Somebody, you silly little McGillicuddy. It's just, it's just like a silly term. It's like, a, I don't know, like, hey, McGillicuddy. Like, I don't know. My aunt used uh, to call me that all the time. Maybe, maybe I have a new word for, <laughs> for a, our segment later. Yeah, hey, McGillicuddy. Well, while he's doing that, I will fill you guys in on where it comes from. And Joe is going to enjoy this. Uh, it comes from, I believe it's a surname, uh, which in my head is pronounced Mac. Guila Makuda. And, <laughs> and we're going to translate that over. Well, that is translated. Uh, over time, it kind of became McGillicuddy is, is what I learned yeah, in my these, own. <laughs> a lot of Irish words like that become kind of anglicized. The English kind yes. of look at them in and, and the same way that Kate yeah, no. and going, that looks a bit like this, so let's call it that. When I, I will say when I was studying over in Northern Ireland, I took the train a lot to get to different places when I was traveling. And um, I remember sitting on the train and hearing uh, different terms. I remember hearing, next stop, ballymina. And I remember thinking that was What's the funniest What's wrong with ballymina? Because I kept thinking ballerina. And ah, it, just, come on. it just made, I don't know, it made me giggle. <laughs> uh, but there are other, like, just... Funny word. The more the more you research Ireland, the more you just see like Ballygally Castle. Like ba- okay, Ballygally. Ballygally can be a funny That's one because silly. I know when we were up north when we were younger, we like, got, got lost obviously, and we asked somebody where we were. Oh, you're in Ballygally. <laughs> so and like that, it sounds even funnier to me. Oh, in it's, my def- head. it's definitely funnier. I crack up. Accent. I crack up. Moving on to my... We haven't even gotten to the fun fact yet, and we're already having fun, huh? <laughs> I was going to say, my my own personal revelation uh, of the McGillicuddy. 
I'm going to give you, hopefully, a revelation, Joe, or maybe you might know what this is. I'm thinking you have an idea, but I'm going to break it down for you even further. So the fun fact segment of episode four. First, we're going to start out with a quote. So get ready. And you have to tell me who said this quote, okay? Uh Uh-oh. A day without laughter is a day wasted. Who said it? No cheating, anybody listening right now. No (laughs) cheating. I don't know. Uh, Charlie Chaplin. Okay. All right. right. Do you know where I'm going with this? Yes. Do you have an idea? I have an idea. Ah, damn. All right. So I was going to ask you what famous person in history was born or was in the ring of (laughs) Kerry. Actually, this is zero. Zero out of two for those. So there is a Charlie Chaplin comedy film festival that is held in Waterville, which is along the ring of Uh Kerry, every year. And it's basically the opportunity for filmmakers to showcase their comedy films. And these are up-and-coming people, amateurs. Um, the categories for these films are comedy, social commentary, and they, they also have this thing on their website called Chaplains of the Future. She's doing, she's doing the air quotes. I am doing the air quotes. I hope you guys appreciate that. Uh, all films have to be under 30 minutes. These are all the regulations. I'm breaking them down in case anybody wants to, <laughs> any of you want to go over and, and take part in this. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really cool thing they have. They have workshops, circus performances, street entertainers, all kinds of stuff. Uh, pop-up improvised comedy. So, uh, wow. I mean, you know, hey, why not? Uh, last year, they attempted to break the 2016 Guinness World Record um, of having the largest gathering of people dressed up like Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> and I don't know if they managed to actually make that a thing. And I'll tell you why, because I was researching. Well, it's not that exciting. I couldn't find out. <laughs> yeah, well, that's... But okay, 2015, they also tried the same thing. So I'm thinking they weren't successful in 2015, and they keep trying. So maybe 2017 will be the year. Well, if they, I don't if know. You, if you can't find that they did break it, it's it means probably, they probably not didn't, a probably thing. Failed, did not yeah. did not come to light. Oh, well, um, this is for filmmakers, as I mentioned, Chaplin fans, comedy lovers, and really anybody looking for something like unique and kind of off the beaten path when they are visiting the Ring of Kerry. As I said, it happens once a year. This year, it will take place in August. Uh, it's a four-day event, so you have plenty of chances to take part and uh, see all the what all the fuss is about. And a little background on Charlie Chaplin, which you may or may not know, Joe. He loved Waterville and Ireland in general. He visited several times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found out a little tidbit just to kind of give you a little insight on his adventures there. His grandson recounts a story of a time when... They went fishing together, Chaplin and his grandson, and um, they were in Waterville trying to trying to bring back some some I don't know trout or, or what do they have in Ireland? Fish. What kind of fish? <laughs> I don't even know. They have lots of different fish. Try, try, like cod try to, would be one. Cod. Oh yes. Yeah. Let's pretend I said cod. Trying trying to bring back some cod, uh, and Chaplin was unsuccessful, and so rather than go home empty, he went to a local fish shop. And he pretended that's what he caught, and he told everybody, "Oh, look, look what I brought home for us all to eat later." And just, you know, <laughs> just just something cute, something cute. Despite not being Irish or have any fil- of his films set in Ireland, um, there is a permanent uh, bronze statue of Chaplin that you will find in Waterville. So kind of fun, little something different. I, I actually have a little bit of a fun fact to add to your fun fact if you're finished. Well, I'm not finished. Oh. <laughs> Well, this is more of just like a Caitlin Insight story. Um, I'm a huge Charlie Chaplin fan, and I'm also an Ikea fan. 
<laughs> how how is one an IKEA fan? Do you like them on Facebook? Uh, <laughs> What's the probably you actually just like their furniture? Probably well both. Uh, so my first apartment in college, I got like this really avant garde looking um, massive uh, Chaplin portrait. I guess you could say, and my roommates hated it. Of course. <laughs> And I made them put it up in our living room, and they did not like in it at all. Living room. Yeah, why, why, not? why not? the bedroom? I didn't want it in my bedroom. It was too big. I didn't want it. Fair. I wanted what I wanted, and so they put it up in the living room. And then for different holidays, we would we would make him fest. We would deck him out. Like for my birthday, we put a party hat. Oh, on so him. he was actually like a figurine, or yes. a big. Yes. Oh, he was big. Uh, I thought oh. it was. A, I thought it was a wall hanging. No, no, no. That's why I say massive. It was. It was a okay. portrait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Little little insight into into my own life too. Go on with your fun fact. Um, yeah, this is kind of related in some way to oh, related. There is a pun. Um, oh my! <laughs> Game of Thrones fans. It was only a matter of time. <laughs> Game of Thrones fans. Rob Stark's wife, Talisa, the actress who played her. Her name is Una Chaplin, oh. and she is the granddaughter or great granddaughter. I'm not totally sure how. I can't even. Yeah, I'm not sure how far that goes back, but he's de- she's definitely descended from Charlie Chaplin oh, directly. So, so yeah. there's your little ancestry. I think, it, I think it's granddaughter, but I'm not totally sure. Very good. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. And we will talk more on Game of Thrones in an episode in the future. Oh, yes. So. Get ready for that, too. Well, aside from visiting said Charlie Chaplin Festival and uh, taking part in the fun, there are other things to do along the Ring of Kerry. And I think the, one of the biggest pulls and draws is Killarney National Park. It consists of about 26,000 acres of woodlands, uh, pretty massive, um, and it's got a combination of everything you want to see in a national park. Mountains, lakes, woods, waterfalls. This is a very iconic thing. When you think Ireland, this is one of those things that's just kind of like Colony National Park. Got to, got to see it. Um, it was created when Macross estate was donated she to... She said it wrong, even though I, t- <laughs> I taught her how to say it right before we Muckers? started. Muckers? <laughs> Muckers? That sounds so silly. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Uh, when Muckers estate was donated to the Irish Free State in 1932. There's a little history for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it includes... Are we ready? Are you ready for this? I am. McGillicuddy's Reeks, uh, the highest mountain range in Ireland, which I'm going to tell you more about later. It includes the world-famous lakes of Killarney, boom, a huge draw to seeing the the National Park in general. And there are other things, but uh, I think we're going to hit on them later, right, Joe? We're going to hit on them right now. Oh, Um, here we go. Yeah, Muckers House and Gardens, as Caitlin mentioned already, is probably the focal point in Killarney National Park. It's close to the eastern shore of Muckers Lake, which is one of the lakes of Killarney, surprise, surprise. Hmm. And it was built by the Herbert family in the mid 1800s it looks like something out of downtown abbey which is pretty cool and you can go visit there and you know take a walk around the gardens and go inside the the house itself uh, it's got luscious green fields all around beautiful flowers that's you know the gardens are it's not called muckers house and gardens for no reason the gardens <laughs> are are beautiful there inside you'll still find furniture and artifacts from around the time it was built so it holds up it holds up pretty well Another thing that you'll find in the National Park is Torque Waterfall. Best seen, as with all waterfalls, after a heavy rainfall, which on the west coast of Ireland is never a problem. Not an issue. Um, the waterfall is 70 to 80 feet high, and it's about a five-minute walk from the road. So you can just pull in, take a quick walk, and you can actually, you know, 
when you get out of the car, you're going to hear the falls get louder and louder, depending on the level of rainfall, but you'll hear them getting louder and louder as you get there, which is pretty cool. As the anticipation builds before you see the waterfall. (laughs) Um, Another really cool thing, and a huge draw as well, is Ross Castle. Located on the shores of Loch Lean in Killarney National Park. Leanne! Oh my gosh, you're killing me. This was once the home of Irish chieftain O'Donoghue Ross. Sounds like a cool guy if he lived in Ross Castle. I always always think it's funny how Americans pronounce Donoghue. How would you say it? Donoghue. Donoghue. Donoghue, yeah. Donoghue. And there's there's a lot of of different spellings that are very, very similar for that name. And people (laughs) take it very seriously as well. I guess so. You use the G. Some of them them end in U-E and some of them end in O-E. And it's it's a lot of different variations on it. Quite the rivalry there. Mm -hmm. Ross Castle is absolutely gorgeous. Um, When you visit, you'll see just the scenery. You're looking out onto the lake. And in the distance, you can see Inish Fallon. Did I pronounce Inish that right? Fallon, yeah. Inish Fallon Island, uh, which makes for just a beautiful sight. You can tour the castle, uh, and then you can actually take a boat from there to Inish Fallon and uh, around the lakes of Killarney. And That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I would say so. And on Inish Fallon Island, you will find the remains of an abbey from the seventh century. So, Very nice. a little more history for you. A little more uh, up close and personal. You will also find, not far from there, the village of Port McGee, which is another adorable little name I I personally feel. This is a really picturesque fishing village, and... You're getting all the fishing talk today. I know, so, I know. <laughs> you <be> an expert. <laughs> uh, it got its name actually from a pirate who went by the name of Captain Theobald McGee, and... He was a little bit of a little shady. He was a bit of a smuggler. A shady pirate? A shady... Who knew a shady pirate? What is that about? They were nice people. Unheard of. Well, yes, he was probably a bit of a Jack Sparrow, I would say. Um, He did a good bit of smuggling in the early 1700s, and uh, he became quite wealthy. Married a woman named Bridget Morgan, and I, re- I heard about this and I was like, Captain Morgan, <laughs> all right? I never made that connection that the reason why Captain Morgan is named so is because pirates liked rum. It was just like, <laughs> that, never, that never hit me until right now. Well, catch up, Joe, catch oh, up. an idiot. It, it's about time. <laughs> um, and Port McGee was actually named Ireland's first ever tourist town, so eh, not, not a fun, not a fun, not a bad little tidbit there. It's a great stopping point if you're headed to the Skellig Islands, which we're, we're going to talk about. Not going to talk about Not yet. <laughs> we're not going to waste our uh, within some weeks. Talk, but yes, yes, there yes. might be. There may be a special episode dedicated to them. Who knows? Dun, dun, dun. Um, we didn't talk about Killarney at all, because Killarney is kind of the most obvious place you're going to stay if you're um, exploring the Ring of Kerry, and we will probably talk about it again a little bit later, mm-hmm. so we're not skipping it, and we're, you know, not idiots, I guess. <laughs> uh, but we try an- not to another be. nice, really good town to stay on, and I like to refer to it as the kind of the little sister of Killarney, is Kenmare Town. It's, uh, it's about half an hour drive away, as far as I know, and it's it's got all the same look and feel of Killarney to me, but it's smaller and it's a little less well-known. It's a little less of a kind of a tourist trap. It was once a plantation colony and is now a quaint little seaside town. As with Killarney, it's known for its pubs and traditional restaurants. And it's set between the McGillicuddy's Reeks and the Caha Mountains, so it 
makes for a spectacular setting and it's of course right on the edge of the Ring of Kerry as well so it's it's really really nice there. Couple of areas of interest along the Ring of Kerry itself, Malls Gap and Ladies View and they're the places where you'll see the tour buses stopped and the cars, carloads of tourists stop to take photos. Malls Gap is a gorgeous panoramic spot visited by thousands of visitors every year and it's on the road between Kenmare and Killarney so you don't even have to venture too far around the Ring of Kerry itself to uh, to see that. Ladies View is also on the same road in Killarney National Park, and it's named in honour of Queen Victoria's ladies-in-waiting, who hmm. loved the Irish countryside during their visit in the mid to late 1800s. little so, shout-out to them. Yeah. Hmm? Well, when you're not taking in scenic... Uh, views. Although I guess I'm going to tell you about some more scenic views here. So these are a little bit slightly more adventurous views, I would say. Adventure is good. Um, my favorite word here, McGillicuddy Reeks, is something that I'm about to tell you about. This is Ireland's highest mountain range, uh, stretching over 12 miles. And I wasn't sure... Where do they get reeks? Like, I think reeks, I think, like, does it stink up there? there I mean, are there a bunch of skunks? Maybe, maybe McGillicuddy himself. Are back there in the skunks day, in Ireland? Is the question. I would, I, I would think so. I have never smelled a skunk until really? I came over here. Oh, welcome yeah. to America. Uh, so, reeks actually means stacks. Uh, so, McGillicuddy stacks, stacks mountains. I guess it kind of makes sense. It would take between 10 to 12 hours or so to actually walk um, the route over the entire McGillicuddy Reeks Mountain. So uh, if you are a a hiker, a walker, whatever, there's your uh, time frame for you. And the best time of year to actually visit and uh, take everything in and go for a walk if you'd like would be between April through October. So mark your calendars, guys. Uh, The walk is actually said to pass through an area where, here we go, Fionn, Macam Hill. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> One of the f- most famous Irish warriors in let history. Let me <laughs> let me just say before we get on that, I knew going into this, I was going to have so many moments where Joe would just look at me and think, "Oh dear Lord," <laughs> pronouncing the, these words. The easiest and most anglicized version of this is Finn McCool. Finn McCool, yes. But it's actually it's Fionn McCool. And this this person, uh, he is a giant uh, from Irish mythology. And Irish mythology actually leads you to believe that he was a giant. Yes. Um, and we will talk giant, about him giant, more. Giants causeway anyone? We, uh, we, well, shh, don't give it all away. Um, what are you doing, Joe? Hey, there's, there's a lot more uh, to it yes, than that. Yes, yes. Stay tuned as we, are, as we have been saying throughout this whole episode. There's more to come. Uh, so, yes, Finn McCool, uh, it's claimed that he actually hunted deer with a pack of 500 Irish wolfhounds, wow. uh, yes, in, in McGillicuddy Reeks. Moving on to some more mountains, we have Caha Mountain? Caha. Caha. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Said in my thickest Irish accent. Caha, Caha Mountains, yeah. wow. Uh, another beautiful range. Um, Caha. 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 Yeah, there you go. There you go. I like it. Um, this is found on the... Beera? Beera. Beera. Damn it. Peninsula. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great place for exploring as well. Its highest peak is about 685 meters tall. And fun little tidbit, archaeologists actually found a tunnel recently um, through solid rock that had been dug up to a thousand years ago. They are still investigating that. So, uh, you know, hey. There you go. Breaking news, folks. Breaking news. You heard it here first. And then my last little bit of... uh, Mm, mountain, mountainous range, 
is uh, the Black Valley. Although I guess there are no mountains really in a valley because you think valley, you think <laughs> low. So disregard that, everybody. Well, usually a valley is between two mountains. That's kind of the... <laughs> the um... <laughs> Yes, the low, the low point, I guess, yeah. the, the lowest point. So this is for anybody who kind of wants to go off the grid. Um, it's got really bad cell phone reception, uh, bad reception for pretty much anything electronic in general. So if you're really looking to kind of just get off social media, you know, not take that call, not not worry about Instagram, whatever. This is the place for you I'll to not go. See what political statements people are making on their <laughs> exactly. Facebook page today. Exactly, or see what someone had for breakfast this morning that you don't care about. Mm-hmm. That's also something you can avoid here. Um, there's another walking route here that takes you through a valley uh, along the Cary Way, and it's filled with beautiful, unspoiled natural vistas and scenery in general. So, there you have it, Joe. Um, an episode of 50 Reasons Podcast would not be complete without us talking about a cave or a <laughs> beach, so I'm going to talk about both. Crag Cave, thought to be one million years old. Whoa. And it's filled with the aforementioned stalactites and stalactites that I could not remember. Um, Can you remember this time? The last the time. Yes, because I don't oh. know what in the name of God I was watching on TV last night, but literally <laughs> some guy goes... And these are the, I don't know what accent he had, but these are the stalactites coming down. Oh, good And accent. these are the stalactites. I was going to do an accent, but then I was afraid it would be uh, racist. Oh, my so, God. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I have no idea what cave it was or what, but yeah, stalactites are apparently the ones coming down. So. Interesting. There you go. I, I, I don't know how I used to remember that. You, in, I thought you said it was something I, to do with pantyhose, right? Not, <laughs> No? I did say women's tights. Women's I'm not, tights. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't even know the difference between <laughs> women's tights and pantyhose, to be honest. So That's a whole um, other podcast. Yeah. I'm going to disregard that way of remembering it and uh, just <laughs> hopefully it's imprinted in my brain now. There we go. Uh, Crag Cave is one of the finest examples of a limestone cave in Ireland. And parts of it look overall creepy, which is not surprising for a cave, but very intriguing, obviously. There are quite a few beaches around the Ring of Kerry. It's a, you know, I mean, it's a coastal route, so you're going to find a lot of beaches there. And some of the best ones are Ross Bay, Derry Nan, and Reen Row. And I'm not going to get into any more than that, because a beach is a beach is a beach. They're all gorgeous, and any of them are definitely, definitely worth the visit. You've got a good selection waiting for you along the Ring of Kerry. And while you're there, you have plenty of opportunities, uh, prime, prime chances for fishing, golfing, cycling... Horseback riding, anything. All the good adventure stuff that you're going to find yes. pretty much anywhere on the uh, the Wild Atlantic Way. Anything and anything you could possibly want. I think it's time for me to share another little personal tidbit, um, along with my Charlie Chaplin uh, little little fun fact earlier. While I was doing my research of the Ring of Kerry, anybody who knows me knows I love sheep. Like, I can't tell you how which, many... Which I found out last week, For, for Christmas, uh, one of my best friends, not this year, but a few years ago, got me a tiny little sheep ornament, which should say something. I love sheep. Like, I do. I love them. Anyways, so... And Joe's looking at me like... What, what is it that you love about sheep? They're adorable. <laughs> they're so cute. They're just have you cuddly. Ever, have you ever seen a sheep shaved for the summer? No. Not cuddly. Oh. They're just... They're, they're, I do. They're balls. I have seen a picture of one that wasn't shaved in probably... 
ever eternity and it was pretty adorable and also very much animal mistreatment i would say <laughs> maybe we can include that photo because it's kind of hilarious and okay. also i feel awful saying that after i just said animal animal mistreatment have you ever heard of the term making maggots no okay well i'm not gonna tell you what that is but oh god that, that sheep was definitely making maggots if it was oh no <laughs> oh no well moving on anyways um I came across a fun, adorable little place called Kissane Sheep Farm, which is also along the Ring of Kerry, and um, it's a real working farm that offers demonstrations of hands-on sheep herding uh, and hearing, um, and along with there being sheep, where you get adult sheep, you also get their baby lambs, and in the spring... Okay, lambs are cute. Lambs I'll are give you, precious! I'll give you that. Lambs yeah. are adorable, and you can actually adopt one for 50 euro a year. So I literally sent the link to like three people I know, and I put hashtag birthday. Do you know what you, do you know what you would really like to do is bottle feed a lamb. Yes. You know how you bottle feed babies? Well, lamb, yes. lambs get bottle fed the same way oh, usually. <laughs> they're just little. They're just babies. Uh, they're open from the middle of March until the end of October. Um, so if someone like wanted to adopt a sheep for me, <laughs> mom, <laughs> uh, my birthday's in early October, so it would give me like plenty of time to fly out there, <laughs> meet said sheep, said lamb, whoever, and, uh, you know, get acquainted. That's so fair. I, I, I think so. I think it's in my future. I think it's in the cards, Joe. What, do you have any uh, have little an, experience a, in the Ring of Carrie? Technically, I have an animal-related story, <laughs> but not really. Not quite. Um, so I got married in Ireland a couple of years ago, and because we live over here, it was hard to have a bachelor party, what we call... <laughs> Um, we call it something different in Ireland. We call it a stag party. So that's the animal thing there. Um, <laughs> but it's essentially a lot of the same thing. So um, I had my stag party a couple of weeks before the wedding, which is not advisable usually because they say to have it at least six weeks before in case anybody... Six weeks? Yeah, in case anybody breaks a bone or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> has, an injury, has an injury to the face or something that can't be covered <laughs> up on the wedding day, you know? So... Um, yeah, I, I arrived home about two weeks before, and I think they, it was kept secret from me up until we left um, where we were staying or where we were going for the party. All I knew was it was going to be a weekend. It was going to be two to three nights somewhere in Ireland, and they never told me where until we got to the bus. I mean, I had ideas because we had talked over and back between myself and my best man and my uh, groomsman. So I had an idea, but I wasn't sure if we were going north or south. I was like, do I need to change my money? Do I need to whatever? So we got there, and they had an outfit ready for me to wear. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Which was a imagine. pair of aforementioned tights, which doubled up as a, an American football. Um, ah. I was going to say costume. My wife called, <laughs> called some costumes a uniform, and they got me a Gronkowski jersey. I'd be a Patriots fan, so they got me a Gronkowski jersey and uh, a helmet, but it was a, a hurling helmet, and I, hurling is an Irish sport, so it's not a football helmet, but it was a helmet. So I looked completely ridiculous, but I had to wear it all the way down on the bus. Can I... Do we have pictures of this, please? Please say yes. Please uh, don't break my heart. Tell me now. <laughs> I will tell this story, and I'm not sure if we'll cut it before the end or not. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. When you go on a stag party, it tends to be alcohol-fueled and alcohol-filled, and Killarney is a four-hour drive away. Four hours and a little bit, maybe. So we got as far as Adair in County Limerick, and I needed the bathroom pretty badly. Uh-oh. 
and uh, there was a tailback. There was traffic. I'm not sure if tailback is a word in this country, but yeah, there was. No. there was traffic. Um, it's a negative ghostwriter. And we were we were a mile away from a day, or there was nothing, uh, nowhere to go to the bathroom, and there was no bathroom on the bus, and I had to go to the bathroom. So I got out of the bus wearing my tights and my Patriots <laughs> jersey, <laughs> and. Um, went across to a field to relieve myself. <laughs> but of course, while I was gone, the 30 seconds to a minute I was gone, traffic started to move. No. And the bus was hundreds of meters up the road. So I... <laughs> oh, dear God. I had to run. I probably didn't have to run because it stopped again, but I decided to run. <laughs> the, it must have been at least a quarter of a mile anyway. I had to run back to get the bus. And I mean, you I was, were in a good I was literally, I was running. literally running it. It was actually, yeah, it was yeah. very, very easy to do the running. <laughs> but I was running along beside car after car after car of people who I'm sure I wish I could turn around to see what looks they were giving me. <laughs> but I definitely caught one or <laughs> two in the I. corner of my eye going, what the f- is that lad doing, you know? <laughs> so I got as far as the bus and it was like crossing the finish line. I jumped up in the air and punched the air only to realize that there was probably 10 lads in the back seat of the bus taking videos and pictures <laughs> of me. So to answer your question, yes, there is videos <sighs> and pictures and whatever else, but there is definitely, I'll definitely find a, Thank you. a picture for that. Oh, I'm so excited. But anyway, the destination we eventually went to was Killarney and we stayed there for a couple of nights and I was actually a little peeved that we went to Killarney because I really wanted to do the Ring of Kerry. It had been years since I had done it, and that's not the kind of thing that happens on a stag party. So, I can tell you where to get the best pint of Guinness in Killarney. Falcha, by the way. <laughs> Falcha Bar um, also does great dinner and breakfast, and that's not an ad for Falcha. I just really, really <laughs> liked it there. Um, nice and I can, plug. yeah, I can tell you anything you want about Killarney Town and where to go and what to see, but we didn't... Uh, didn't venture around the ring, unfortunately. But Killarney is in a beautiful, beautiful setting. There's, You can see just mountains all around, even though you're in a built-up town. And it's just, it's a really pretty town. And I totally understand why it's, you know, so popular with tourists. So that's my story, <laughs> which, which was less Killarney-centric than I planned before it's I told right. it. But what happens in Killarney? I mean, <laughs> stays, hey, stays in Killarney. Stays in Killarney. What happens in a day or apparently goes up on Facebook. So, <laughs> oh, I'm so looking forward to that. Oh my god! No matter how much I uh, butcher some future words coming up, I my my day has been made here. Uh, so speaking of uh, stags animals. The tenuous connections we make to move to our next segment. It would not be 50 Reasons (laughs) podcast without that, nor would it be 50 Reasons without a horse reference. Sheep to stags to horses. Sheep to stags to horses. Boom. Uh, Our hidden gem for the week is Killarney jaunting cars. And basically... And before you start... We have said before that our hidden gems are generally not that hidden. If you're in Killarney, you're going to see the jaunting cars <laughs> anywhere you look. But it's usually. a gem nonetheless. Yes. None- you can pretend it's hidden. How about that? Killarney Jaunting Cars has been in business, uh, run by a family for more than 200 years. So they know what they're talking about when they take you around in a horse-drawn car and they give you all of these little tidbits and fun information and point out all these little things that you're not going to get from somebody else uh, when you're jaunting uh, 
in a car. In a car in Killarney. Horse-drawn car. Yes. This is the chance to experience Ireland's most traditional mode of transport and have a tour at the same time. They operate throughout the Killarney National Park and the Lakes of Killarney. And another cool little tidbit is that all of their tours go where no motor traffic is permitted. So you're going off the beaten path. Um, Having taken some horse-drawn carriages in some different places, that's probably good for the cars as well because of yes, the amount of... agreed. <laughs> I'm from Ohio. I'm not too far from what we call Amish country. So I know what it's like to drive around a horse buggy and it's not and so fun. Horses like to poop. That's horses what I was, that's do what like I was, to poop. <laughs> that's what I was getting at and that's why the cars... That is also out. valid, Yes. As I said, you'll hear all about the history, legends, folklore, and you're going to get a little bit of banter from your driver. I'm going to put it to you this way. So right now, you're taking the time to listen to um, someone from Ireland uh, tell you all about Ireland. And you are in the comfort of your car, your home, wherever. But say you go to Ireland, this takes it one step further, where you actually get an Irish native who's telling you in person about everything, showing of, you around. A ring of Kerry native who knows. A ring everything. of Kerry native, indeed. Everything. Indeed. So Killarney Jaunting Cars is your hidden gem for episode there you, four. There you go. Boom. Done. And now uh, for... Our second version, second, second edition st- installment. installment, yes, of um, my segment that I have created. We're going to call this one uh, Slang. Or Shite. Slang. Or Shite. And I'm going to hijack Slang or Shite a little bit today, or we've made some changes, <laughs> but we'll, we'll start off like Caitlin as usual. So I have researched a few different phrases that you may find on Pinterest, on Facebook, whatever, and they say, oh, you have to learn these top whatever, top 50 Irish phrases that are that people use all the time, and Americans don't know what they mean, but this is what they really mean. And so I'm going to see if people are just... Taking the piss, can I say that? Yeah, I think you can, can say I, that. <laughs> people are just taking the piss with Americans, or if they are legit real things. And I'm going to ask Joe, I'm going to say a phrase, and I'm going to ask him to define it. And if he can't define it, he says, shite. And that is how this goes. Are you ready, Joe? Yes. All right, number one. On the lash. <laughs> uh, we were on the lash uh, for my stag party. Yes, that slang. is that is slang. All right. For on the beer or... Going out drinking. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> Number two, the jacks. Yes, I had to go to... This is actually... I can tie this in perfectly with my story. <laughs> I needed to go to the jacks in Adair. So, yeah, that's the toilet or the bathroom. Johnny, jump up. To me, that is shite. I have no idea what that is. Pint of Magners, which is an amazing cider you'll find in uh, Northern Ireland, mixed with pint a pint of Guinness. Pint of cider mixed with a pint. I don't of know why you would do this, but apparently it's very it's a, popular. It's a crime against or alcohol. that's what they would lead you to that believe. Is, that is a crime against alcohol. Never, <laughs> never do that. All right, next one. Peeler. What is a peeler? Uh, I've heard of that, but I. You're not down with the kids. I, I feel, you don't know what the <laughs> youths are saying. Could be, could be past my time. Yeah. What is that? A uh, policeman. Uh, that's yeah. That could be more of a Dublin or possibly Northern Ireland mm. thing. It's not not one we use mm. in the country anyway. All right, and then last one. This one uh, most surprised me. I would say, drink link. It's um, a drink link. That's the bus home. I'd say. Eh. No. Eh. Oh no no sorry I, I know what that is it's the ATM. 
Boom. <laughs> Boom. I'm going to say 4.5. <laughs> because, yeah. Since we weren't sure about the, the, the Johnny jump up. That's fair. I'll, I'll give you that. Okay. So now Joe gets to uh, take over the my segment. tables have turned. <laughs> so today I am giving Caitlin all actual real ones just to get her started. But God. after after this week, I will actually um, mix in some ones that we've made up. Between me and some people who have been helping me put these together, we will start mixing in some fake slang to see if Caitlin can tell the difference. But for today, it's all it's all real, and it's stuff that she hopefully shouldn't know what it is. <laughs> so, the first word is messages, and I don't mean text messages um, or anything like that. It's when your mother comes in and says, will you take the messages out of the car? Do you have any idea what that might mean? What? <laughs> no. No. So, like, old Irish country women prefer or refer Wait, to... Wait, take the mess, take the bags. Yes, and the bags would be filled with shopping. Okay. But they call them messages. Messages. Yeah. Okay. Why? Yeah, I'm not... Weird. I, it's, yeah, it's strange to Weird. me, but yeah. Okay, true. all right, try me again. Let's go. Okay. Let's do this. Will you take the messages out of the car and put them in the press? The refrigerator. The press. Nope. The kitchen. <laughs> nope. The... I think printing press, so <laughs> this is not... This is, I, I don't know, I got nothing. I never remember the actual word that people use here. The cupboard. The, uh... The cupboard. What's the... What are the... The pantry. The cupboard. Yeah, what else do the you cabinet. call them? Cabinet. Cabinet. That's, I never remember what the a press. cabinet is over. Like yeah. you're pressing you're, the groceries. A press is a kitchen cabinet, yeah. Weird. Weird. Giving out... You're too tired. I'll have to go and give out to you now about that. I'll have to go and give out to you about that. Uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to find out more information. I'll have to explain it to you. I'll have to yell at you. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. And I didn't have this one before this episode, but I'm going to oh, use God. it now. Egypt. Oh, I know this. You do know Egypt. Yes. Idiot. Yes. Yes. Okay. That was one of the first terms I, yeah, I learned. Because which... I feel like that's the same as a McGillicuddy, by the way you're explaining it. So yeah. that's why I wanted to use that one. Oh, perfect. Yeah, full I, circle. Look I at have us. Been... <laughs> In the ring of Carrie. People... Full circle. <laughs> People have made fun of me for saying Egypt. They're like, what? No, what I had... That? I met some wonderful people when I lived in Belfast and they use that term often to describe professors of theirs and just okay. random passers. He's an awful Egypt. He's an Egypt. Which is weird because in the middle How did I pronounce that, Joe? Good? Good. Yes. Tell me I did well. Thank you, you did very, you did very well, Kate. All right, star. good. Thank you. In some parts of the Midlands, they don't pronounce it Egypt, though. How do they say it? Egypt. Ew. But they still spell it the same. Ew, that's Which is no, not right. That's not allowed. Yeah. I veto that. Anyway, let's move on to... Moving on to Caitlin Conch. and Con Egg Conch. <laughs> well, this, is, this does not bode well for this segment. Oh, God. I've made my booklet again. Uh, oh, yes. Pretty, pretty good. I even printed out the, the front of it this I, time. Oh, my than, gosh. We yeah. have, can we, can we get, get a photo of that? Just yeah, to, we'll put a photo of so this Just so people know yeah. just how intense and how exciting I'm going to have to start cutting the lines properly, though. It's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not very we'll straight. Get you a paper slicer and make yeah, sure actually, it's yeah, there is one legit. We can somewhere. laminate it, too. Uh, that's going too far. Anyway, <laughs> okay. here you go. It's all it's in your hands now. All right. Caitlin Ed Conch, episode four. I actually have two white sheets. Wow. Yeah, so it's actually page Guys, four. You have to go to is today. committed. All right. Oh. It's only four words. <laughs> we need a photo of my face right now. Yeah. 
Gav Mo Lipskill Seo Sam. I thought that was going to be the easiest part for you. Seo Sam. With an H, so it's like ha, at the end. <laughs> oh, she's going to die laughing. Oh, when she no. Okay, go to the, the phonetic. What? Gamo, Gamo, Lesh Kale, Shosef. Shosef? How do you get Shosef from CO Sam? SEO is Show. S A M H, Seth. So the M makes the. Makes the. Yeah. yeah, that's totally M- logical. M- M- that makes M- all the H- sense in the world. F- Good yeah. job. Now you have to guess what, that, what in the name of God that means. I'm going to milk the cow by myself. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it looks like kale and then self and then. I don't know. Okay. It I, sounds I, good. I need you we're to talk- see, I need you to see the translation. We were to talking this. about farms. <laughs> we were talking about lambs. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> what does see your Sam <laughs> translate to it? <laughs> it means, excuse me, Joseph. <laughs> Which is not technically fair because you gave me a name for 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 a word. Which is fine. No, but it's not it, it fine. It was after the comment. That goes against the guidelines. It, it does. There, I didn't see a rule book. The unwritten so. guidelines. No, no, that's. I think that's totally fair. Gamo Leshkale Joseph. Joseph is Joseph. Joseph in Irish. Joseph. Yeah. What's Caitlin in Irish again? You're actually we did we did get a um yes and now I can't remember. We we got a comment about this uh, on our yeah, website. That was not a totally correct comment. Oh, oops. <laughs> Koch. The first half of your name would be pronounced Koch. 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 Like with a, with a tiny little L. Koch. Or no, no. Koch. Koch. Yeah. Koch. Okay. It's almost like conch, but not really. Koch. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, it's, it suits, doesn't it? We Kate, could do we could do Koch and conch anymore. Koch and conch. Yeah. <laughs> Try saying that five times fast. Oh my gosh. Kotchik conch, kotchik conch, kotchik conch, kotchik conch, kotchik conch. And he did. And he did. Again, does not hold back, ladies and gentlemen. So um, maybe you can try out some of your own Gaelic uh, going on our tour for this reason, which I'm about to present to you right now. The name of this tour is Anne's Irish Adventure. Uh, we work with Anne here. She's lovely. And um, I don't know. Did she help put this together? She I'm did. Assuming. She, yeah, yeah. No, she had a big input into it. Yeah. I'm assuming these are. Yes, this is a beautiful. These are her tour. favorite places, and she likes to be uh, quite active. I know she's run some marathons, and she likes to get out and take lots of photos. Maybe so. we will have her be a guest one of these days. You never know. She has declined. Oh no! <laughs> she's, she's too shy. Oh well. Moving on to uh, Anne's Irish Adventure. This has you flying in and out of Shannon. Uh, you spend two nights in Kenmare. You get to see Dursey Island. Beautiful. We'll talk about that again at a later date. But the part that I'm most excited about is the Ring of Kerry, which you see uh, upon these two nights. You get to see Waterville Village, where this Charlie Chaplin Festival is held. Skellig Michael, Port McGee. Um, all of the aforementioned. All of the aforementioned, yes, places. Then you get two nights in Doolin, which... We that won't sounds even familiar, keep, we doesn't it? We won't even get into just listen to episode two. Just listen to episode two. Hashtag episode two podcast. <laughs> uh, yes, um, just absolutely beautiful. Then you get two nights in Connemara, which episode again, one. episode <laughs> one. Two nights in Westport. Um, have not really talked about Westport too much. No, I love Westport no? though. West- um, we will at we love some point. 
All right. Very yeah. good. Very mm-hmm. good. Uh, come back to that. And then your final night uh, is at Dromoland Castle, where it's about a 15-minute drive to get yeah, to Shannon very, Airport. Very short. And makes it, it for very convenient and to get back. it's a beautiful, beautiful place to stay for your last night. It's probably, it's definitely one of the best castle hotels in Ireland. So it's, Gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. Uh, to find more information about this tour and any other tours that we have talked about on our past episodes, you can visit crystal-travel.com slash reasons. And I believe that is all we have for you today. That is it. Stay tuned for Reason 5 um, coming out Monday, February 13th, and Joe is ready, hands in the air, to drum roll. Small, small area to drum roll. Reason number 5 is... The Hills of Donegal. Thank you. Donegal. Donegal. (laughs) Thank you. We'll get all the Americans saying it right, (laughs) Jeff. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We want to remind you to visit 50reasonspodcast.com for upcoming episodes and show notes. You can find us on Facebook at 50 Reasons Podcast and Twitter at 50 Reasons Pod. Subscribe, review, rate, whatever on iTunes. Um, Just search for 50 Reasons to Visit Ireland. Until next time, everybody. Slow on the wall, yeah. Thank you.